morning and welcome to St. Columbus for the Transfiguration. I welcome visitors in particular and thank you all very much for being with us. We turn to page 201. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ says. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Lord, have mercy on us, and rightly your laws in our hearts. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to intercede for us in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us then confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace. <clears throat> Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned in thought and word and deed and in what we have left undone. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may walk in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to God's people on earth. Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Collect for the Transfiguration. Father in heaven, whose Son Jesus Christ was wonderfully transfigured before chosen witnesses upon the holy mountain and spoke of the exodus he would accomplish at Jerusalem. Give us strength so to hear his voice and bear our cross in this world, that in the world to come we may see him as he is, for he is alive and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. <coughs> this passage is chosen to harmonize with today's theme of glory. Christ is glorious, says Paul, with the glory of God himself. 
and the light he brings shines in our hearts. The epistle is from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning at verse 3. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. He is, in, he is the image of God. For we do not proclaim ourselves, we proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. The Lord's closest friends see him transfigured upon a mountaintop in a disclosure of his true identity. In the presence of the figures of Moses and Elijah, a cloud of glory comes upon him and the voice of the Holy One is heard. Hear the Gospel of our Saviour Christ according to St Mark in the ninth chapter beginning at verse 2. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and laid them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, 
And from the cloud there came a voice, This is my Son, the Beloved, listen to him. Suddenly when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. It is good for us to be here. Those words that we heard from the Gospel reading, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, the closest of his disciples, up the mountain, and we can understand why they said it is good for us to be here. When Jesus called them, they were going amongst the towns and the villages, and the crowds were growing in number day after day, and now they had Jesus all to themselves up a mountain with wonderful panoramic views. And we can fully get it why they are saying, it is good for us to be here. No challenges, no issues, no pushing, no shoving, no crowds, no noise. Just Jesus and themselves up a mountain overlooking all that was around them. While there, Jesus was transfigured, as we heard in that dramatic reading. And then we heard those words of affirmation. This is my Son, the Beloved. This is the second time we hear those words of affirmation. The first time was when Jesus was baptized. As he was moving forward, there was this sense of affirmation from God. This is my Son, the Beloved. And Jesus then moving forward into ministry, calling his disciples and sharing the faith one with another. And now on this occasion, we hear it again, because while it was good for them to be there, Jesus was not work shy. A phrase we hear so often in various parts. Jesus wanted to get back to work. The work of ministry had to be ongoing. They could not be divorced from reality up a mountain, nice and all as that must have been. There were people to support. There were people to heal and to encourage. And Jesus also had to be true to his vocation. And that vocation was going to take him ultimately to the cross when he was going to die for our sins. And as people of faith, we give thanks that Good Friday was not the end. Rather, it was just the beginning. And in order for Jesus to be true to his vocation that was going to take him to the cross, he had to get back down from that mountaintop and those disciples had to come too because everybody had to be involved in ministry. And as we reflect on the transfiguration and its dramatic events on this day, 
We note that Ash Wednesday is just a few days away. And I wonder when we come to think about ourselves, where do we sit in relation to all of this? Are we up the mountain, separated from all the issues of the day, looking down on it all and saying it is good for us to be here, away from the cut and thrust of daily life? Or are we coming down off that mountain to do what we can to live and work to God's praise and glory? Because if we are separated from reality, and if we are separated from the things that are causing concern, we're not really going to be engaging and true to our vocation as followers of Christ, as Jesus was to his vocation. And he was, how easy it would have been for him to have remained up on that mountain too. But he was coming down from the mountain and the journey was going to get rough and it was going to take him, as we heard, to the cross. And those disciples are coming down with them, having experienced the transfiguration. But having experienced it, there also was an opportunity for them to reflect in their work and ministry that was now going to be going forward on terra firma in the ways of Christ. And today, our post-communion prayer is going to be encouraging all of us to reflect the likeness of Christ in the way we go about our vocation, which surely must be a vocation for a love of God and a love of neighbour, and that, quite frankly, cannot be done if we are divorced from reality up a mountaintop. It needs to be done on the ground. And so perhaps with Ash Wednesday on the approach, it's now clearly in vision. Perhaps it's an opportunity for us to reassess our own priorities, to refocus and reset how it is we go about as disciples of Christ today. Do we need to shake ourselves up as we come down off a mountaintop, a self-imposed mountaintop, and come down? Because to do that is to do exactly what Jesus did, and those disciples came with him, and they were no sooner down off that mountaintop and the work of ministry started in earnest and the healings recommenced and Jesus was moving forward. As disciples of Christ today, may we do just that. And what's more, may we reflect the likeness of Christ in our thoughts, in our speaking, and in our doing. And to do that at the beginning of Lent, as Lent approaches, it could be a positive Lent to make a real difference because when we meet people all around us, we do not know what they are going through in their own worlds. We do not know what issues they are embracing. And perhaps Christian charity, as expressed in our words and actions, can make a real difference. Let's do it and let's follow that example of Jesus and those disciples. They did it, and so can we. And now to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, 
be ascribed his most justly due, or might, majesty, glory, dominion, and power, henceforth and forevermore. Amen. Amen. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under a Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. This morning we will be using the second form of intercessions, which can be found on page 238 of the Book of Common Prayer, or on page 151 of the large print edition. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, you promised through your Son, Jesus Christ, to hear the prayers of those who ask in faith. Lord of your people, Strengthen your church in all the world. Renew the life of this diocese of Down and Remore. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for the church in Bally Ward and Rathfryland, and their rector, Ian Linton, and for all who live and work within their community. Bless David, our bishop, John, our rector, Ken and Walter, our assistant priests, and Karen, our diocesan lay reader. We give thanks to and for Walter and his 10 years in service as chaplain to retired clergy in this diocese. Remember in your prayers all those who are retiring from parishes in the diocese and those who work to fill the vacancies. Bless everyone in our parish at St Columbus and build us up in faith and love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of creation, look with favour upon the world you have made. Guide the nations in the ways of justice and of peace. And bless Charles our King and all in authority. We pray for peace in our own country and throughout the world. 
In our own country, we pray that the government and the parties at Stormont will work together for all people and aim for wise, honest decision-making aimed for the good of everyone living here. We remember in our prayers all in leadership throughout the world. We especially remember in our prayers the innocent, the frightened, and those who have lost loved ones, lost their families and their homes in conflict zones. <coughs> Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of our relationships, comfort and sustain the communities in which we live and work. We pray today for all new members of our parish. We welcome anyone who has recently moved into our community and hope they will find friendship and sincerity from all whom they meet in our church. Help us to make our church relevant in the lives of our parish community and to our families. Protect all who travel and all who are away during this half term. Bless all relationships in this parish and community as together we strengthen our connections with each other and with our church. Help us to love our neighbours as ourselves, enable us to serve our families and friends and to love one another as you love us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of all healing, relieve and protect those who are sick or suffering. Be with those who have any special need. We pray for all those who are unwell and anxious about investigations and results. This week, we especially remember in our thoughts and prayers all who have been recently diagnosed with cancer and are starting treatment. Be with all these patients as they cope with new thoughts, a change in their plans, new treatments, and further appointments and reviews. We ask you, God, to give them strength at these times. We give thanks for all nursing and medical staff and for our hospitals and clinics. And deliver all who know danger, violence or oppression. Renew the peace in our hearts and give us the courage of faith in our daily lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our Lord of eternity, we remember before you all known to us who are grieving for the loss of family and friends. Bind us together by your Holy Spirit in communion with all who, having confessed the faith, have died in the peace of Christ, that we may entrust ourselves and one another and our whole life to you, Lord God, and come with all your saints to the joys of your eternal kingdom. Amen.
We do not presume to come to this, your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. Christ will transfigure our human body and give it a form like that of his own glorious body. We are the body of Christ. We share his peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Present be present, Lord Jesus Christ, our risen High Priest. Make yourself known in the breaking of bread. Amen. Amen. Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed for us. Peace. Turning to page 216, we use the third Eucharistic prayer. The Lord is here. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Father, Lord of all creation, we praise you for your goodness and your love. When we turned away, you did not reject us. You came to meet us in your Son, 
welcomed us as your children and prepared a table where we might feast with you. In Christ you shared our life that we might live in him and he in us. He opened wide his arms upon the cross and with love stronger than death he made the perfect sacrifice for sin. Lord Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, on the night before you died, you came to table with your friends, taking bread, you gave thanks, broke it and gave it to them, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord, Lord Jesus, we bless you. You are the bread of life. At the end of supper, you took the cup of wine, gave thanks and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord Jesus, we bless you. You are the true vine. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Dying, you destroyed our death. Rising, you restored our life. Lord Jesus, come in glory. Holy Spirit, giver of life, come upon us now. May this bread and wine be to us the body and blood of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. As we eat and drink these holy gifts, make us who know our need of grace, one in Christ, our risen Lord. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, blessed Trinity, with your whole church throughout the world, we offer you this sacrifice of thanks and praise and lift our voice to join the song of heaven, forever praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Thanks be to you, our God, for your gift beyond words. Amen, amen, amen. As our Saviour Christ has taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. We be many are one body, for we all share in the one bread. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God, who has taken away the sins of the world, Happy are those who are called to his supper. Lord, I am not worthy to receive you, but only say the word and I shall be healed.
Let us pray. We turn in our prayer books to page 317, and we're going to have the prayer I referred to in my sermon earlier, and it is the post-communion prayer on that page, and I'm going to invite all of us to join together in saying it as we endeavour to reflect the life of Christ in both word and deed as we move towards Ash Wednesday and Lent. So together we pray. Holy God, we see your glory in the face of Jesus Christ. May we who are partakers at his table reflect his life in word and deed, that all the world may know his power to change and save. This we ask through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we turn back to page 221. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food, the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. The God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus, establish, strengthen, and settle you in the faith and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.
go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen.